Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. In just a minute, I'm going to be talking to you about the test of leadership, the test of leadership. Before I do, I want to remind you of a couple of events. On August 24th, I will be in Miami, Florida, doing a strategic growth conference. I want to invite you to come. And then Boston, September 11th, I will be doing the strategic growth conference. And so if you want to go to my website, geraldbrooksministries.com, you can sign up there. And then on October 2nd, I will be doing a roundtable in Canton, Ohio. So Miami, August 21st, Boston, September 11th. These are strategic growth. Canton, Ohio, October 2nd. That is a roundtable. Now, there's another thing I want to put on your radar screen. If you live within the United States, we now have 20 leadership videos. These are videos of me teaching leadership. And I've been asked through the years, how can I uh, begin to invest in the leadership of my team? Well, it's very simple. We now have 20 leadership videos. Now, there's some requirements. If you're going to use these videos, you need to reach out and contact Cody Brooks at 972-985-1112. And you can reach out and leave a message and he will get back with you. So these are 20 leadership videos. I'm telling you, they are top quality. The information in there drives leadership and it drives the heart of leadership. So I want to encourage you, if you live within the United States, uh, these will be videos that I think could be helpful in developing you or your team. Today, I want to talk to you about the test of leadership, the test of leadership. Here's what I can tell you about leadership in general. You're not going to lead without there being a constant environment of testing. You are going to be tested. You're going to be tested spiritually, mentally, physically. You're going to be tested when it comes to your emotions and and your growth ability. You are going to be tested. That is the nature of leadership. See, a lot of people think when you become a leader that you've arrived, but the truth of the matter is, is that you haven't arrived. Leadership is this constant involvement and this constant development. So I want to encourage you that if you're a leader, you've got to step up to the test of leadership. Now, let me walk you through a few tests that you are going to experience as a leader. One of those is the test of of pain. Can I lead when I'm hurting? Can I lead when I'm hurting? Years ago, I wrote a book um, about your pain threshold. The pain threshold was a book that just dealt with the reality that you will lead according to your pain threshold. And I used to illustrate it this way. Uh, If you have 100 people, you have 10 people that consider it their God-given mission to complain about you. If you have 1,000 people, you're going to have 100 people. The percentage is the percentage. But if you can't have it handle 10 people, 
people criticizing you, then you are going to reach your lid. You're not going to be able to emotionally lead beyond that level. See, the nature of leadership is this. People give you their pain. They not only give you their pain, but if you are a leader, they will take their pain out on you. And all of this is on top of the fact that as a leader, you have your own pain. You have your own issues that are going on in your family, in your marriage, with your kids, with your life. And yet on top of that, you are going to be given the pain of people. They're going to say, I'm going through this. I'm facing this. I'm contending with this. And then they're going to turn around and they are going to talk to you about, well, hey, uh, you did this, and they are going to use their pain and take it out on you. Now, that is a part of leadership. So you've got to understand your pain threshold. So there's a couple of components. One, do you know what your trigger points are when it comes to your pain? Two, do you know what your wife or your husband's trigger points are when it comes to their pain? Three, do you know how to grow your pain threshold? Because if you can't grow your pain threshold, you are going to hit the lid. Now, I don't have time to go in and, and just develop all those thoughts because those thoughts are covered in that book, Understanding Your Pain Threshold. But that's going to be one of the tests. Another test that you're going to face is the test of success. If you begin to develop as a leader, you are going to have levels of success that are going to begin to uh, surround you. You will be a success in your organization. You may appear to be a success when it comes to your family. You are going to maybe have monetary success. But here's the thing, the test of success, can you give it away? See, I was sitting one day in a room and I was talking about the test of success. And someone asked me, they said, how do you know when you've gotten bigger than the success that you had? And I looked at him and I said, your ability to give it away. So let me take my world. Um, my world involves a thing called a platform, a pulpit, where I speak to a congregation. Now, that is the sort of the epic moment of my leadership. I have to deal with all these other areas of leadership, but speaking is where I'm most comfortable. And it's where I've developed many times the most. But when you've developed the most and people start coming to hear you, that is success. But then the question becomes, can you give it away? So years ago, God asked me to take a young man. He's the lead pastor of our church now named Jesse Prince. And he said, I want you to start giving him pulpit time. Well, honestly, pulpit time's the easiest time that I have in leadership. Why do I want to give that away? Can I give some of these other areas of leadership that are absolutely no fun away? But God said, I want you to give away. So here's what I did. I gave him the week after Christmas. I gave him the weekend of Memorial Day, the weekend of Fourth of July, the weekend of Labor Day, the weekend after Thanksgiving. Why did I give him those? 
because no one wants to speak on those weekends. People aren't there, and the people who are there are just consumed with the holiday mindset. It's a crowd that is hard to speak to. So I just basically, okay, I'm going to give him the worst times. But then God spoke to me, and he said, I want you to start giving him good times. And that, first of all, floored me because I didn't know that God knew that there were good times and bad times on Sunday. I knew that was a natural thing, but God's now saying, don't give them holiday weekends, but give them regular. See, the difference between having success and success having you is whether you can give it away. Can you give it away? So I look at people and I said, can you give away the stage? Can you let people begin to grow and to have the area that you may feel most successful. So what we learn is that sometime in life, success is a false positive. Success says we're good when really success says God's good. And I like to point out Joshua 1.8 where God tells Joshua as he heads into the promised land, he says, I want you to know a couple of things. When you head into the promised land, you've got to take the word of God. At that time, it was five books of the Bible. And you've got to take the word of God. And when you take it, what you have to do is you have to begin to examine it. And when you examine it, here's what you have to do. You have to create an environment where you're thinking the Word of God, you're talking the Word of God, you're doing the Word of God, and then he says, and you will have good success. Now, those of you that have heard me know that when I study the Bible, I'm always looking for the one word that doesn't have to be there. Well, the one word that doesn't have to be there is the word good. It could have said, if you think the word of God, if you talk the word of God and you do the word of God, then you'll have success. But God adds the word good. And when he did that, it transforms the verse. Why? Because it's God saying, not all success is good for you. People think that if they have success, that it means it's good, but not all success is good for you. And even good success, if you can't give it away, is bad for you. The test of love, can you keep caring? Now, I'm not in an organization. In fact, I just got off a call with a guy and he mentioned someone that he knew who makes a whole lot of money. Uh, I wish that life was simple enough that money was the baseline of success. But I know a lot of people who have a lot of money, who have bad marriages, who have a lot of money, who are alcoholics, who have a lot of money, whose kids do not want to be around them. And so I've learned that that's not the gauge of success. If money is the gauge of your success, then what that means is you've never experienced success. But the test of love. Can you pour your heart into people? Can you help people? Can you be committed to people? Here's the thing. A lot of times in leadership, you can develop compassion fatigue. You've given your heart. You've loved people. You've cared for people. You've committed to people. And it just gets to the place that all of a sudden you've done that so often, so frequently that you begin to just get emotionally tired of caring. 
In fact, our world uh, has this phrase, I don't care, because that's the way the world is. It doesn't care. But if you do what I do for a living, then you do care. But sometimes we can develop terminal kindness. And terminal kindness is, is when you care so much, so often, and so frequently that it ends up killing you on the inside. And what I need you to understand is that in Philippians chapter 1, in verse 9, it says in there that your judgment may abound with all love. Sometimes judgment and love have to go together where you realize there's some people that you can only love from a distance. And there's some people who just want to consume your emotion without ever responding. So can you handle the test of love? Can you handle the test of surrender? Can I give it all up? Can I give it all up? Can I take what is the dream and give it away? Well, I sort of talked to you about it with Jesse. See, it was a journey for me to begin to give away the pulpit because it was something that had become sacred to me. But the problem is, is that God is sacred and the pulpit cannot be. But the test of surrender is different. What if you've believed and it's finally happened? What if you've dreamed and it's finally occurred? What if you've hoped and the hopes are finally fulfilled? Can you take everything you've dreamed about, everything you've believed, and everything you've hoped for, and can you surrender it to God? The Bible example is in Genesis 22. And in Genesis 22, Abraham is going to take what he's believed God for for 25 years, and he's going to put it on an altar. Now, this is pretty graphic in the Bible because it's going to be taking Isaac, his son, the promise that God gave him, and putting it on the altar. And one of the questions that all of us have is, can you take the very things that God's given you and put them on the altar for God? See, sometimes our dreams take the place of God. Our faith and what we've received takes the place of God. And our hopes that have been fulfilled take the place of God. And God doesn't want anything. Can you take the very things God said he would give you and put them on the altar? Can you surrender them? Can you pray the most basic prayer? Lord, your will, not my will be done. Now, you also have to understand that this is going to be a vivid illustration to the people of that day. See, in that day, people did sacrifice people on altars. God forbid. But what God was going to show was that we, he does not need a person sacrificed for him. He's going to provide his own sacrifice. And we all know that there's going to be a ram in a thicket that is going to ultimately be sacrificed. And it was God saying to humanity, I don't need people sacrifices. I'm going to offer my own, which was going to be God's sacrifice of his son. The next test, the test of questions. 
Can I lead when I don't have all the answers? Can I lead when I don't have all the answers? You know, it's interesting. They say that the average CEO has to make a decision with only 60%. Only 60% of the information. Only 60%. Here's the thing. You're not going to have all of your questions answered. We know that from Moses, that when God started speaking to Moses, that God looked at Moses and said, okay, here's the thing, Moses, ask me your questions. But eventually, even though Moses had more questions, God said, now it's time to move. See, as a leader, you're going to have questions. Is this right? Is that right? But here's the other thing. You need to be able to manage your questions. And understand that you may not get all the answers you need, but can you lead when you still have questions? Here's another one. The test of comparison. The test of comparison. See, sometimes we look around, and when we look around, we see people who are doing better than us. There are three individuals that I pray for on a regular basis. All three of them, naturally speaking, take everything that I've done in life and make it look like nothing. Now, I'm just saying naturally speaking, because the scorecard isn't down here on earth, it's in heaven. God doesn't judge me by the gift that he gave someone else. God judges me by my gift. But the test of comparison is when you see someone who maybe is five talent and God made you two talent. Or maybe you're two talent and God made you one talent. You know the parable. But here's the test of comparison. Can you cheer for others when they do well? Can you cheer for the other church who says, man, we just had this many people respond to our altar call? Can you do that? The test of comparison. And then there's not only the test of comparison— and the ability to cheer for others. And I, I just want to say to you, you need to find three people in your life that you're going to help them fulfill their dreams. That's what I had to do to master this test. Three people who appear more gifted than me, who get more results than me. And I had to find three people and I said, okay, they will be the object of my prayers. Why? Because if you can't pray for others and cheer for others, then comparison will get you. And you will constantly find people who are doing more than you. And when they do more for you, you're either going to feel self-pity or you're going to put them down in some way. And neither one of those things are healthy. You can't have self-pity. You can't be putting other people down. Your ability to clap and cheer. It's the old preacher story of the little boy. He comes home. That day they were going to give everyone places in the various place. The mom knew that the little boy was probably not going to get a place, and she really, really 
was devastated, as all of us are, when our kids don't get what we would like for them to get. And the little boy came home, and his mom started talking, and he said, well, Billy's doing this, and Susie's doing this, and Joey's doing this. But he never mentioned what he was going to do. And finally, his mom looked at him, saying, sweetheart, what are you going to do? He said, I get to clap and cheer for others. His mom was heartbroken, but at the same time, elated. Why? Because she knew that he was more mature in some ways than anyone else. The ability to clap and cheer for others. See, everyone needs to be a balcony person. A balcony person is the person who claps and cheers at the end of the play. Can you be that? Who are the three people that you've said, with my time, my talent, and my treasure, I will help them build their dream? Because if anyone's ever going to help me build my dream, I have to have planted the seed for others. There are three people. I give my time, my talent, my treasure to. And I do that because of this test. The seventh test. The test of stamina. The test of stamina. This is probably one of the most difficult tests. In fact, when I'm in Miami and Boston in a few weeks and I'm talking about strategic church growth, here's the thing. When I talk about strategic church growth, I'm going to be in a position where I'm going to look at people and I'm going to say, do you have the ability to keep doing it over and over and over again? See, here's what I can tell you. Success has to be repeated. And most people cannot repeat it. As I said earlier, I know very talented people who've made a lot of money, who've lost it all, who've lost their family, lost their marriage. They've lost it all. And because they didn't have the stamina to keep doing it. Have you learned how to be strong on the inside and not just the outside? Have you learned how to have repetitive habits in your life that they just naturally are a part of who you are, that you keep doing it. So I want to just review the test of leadership, the test of pain. People are going to give you their pain, and they're going to take their pain out on you, all while you have your own pain. Can you handle your pain threshold? That's going to be a test. The test of success as you begin to lead, and, and, and maybe you were obscure at the beginning, but you become known at the end. Here's the thing I want to tell you. When you become obscure, but now you're known, can you give it away? Can you give away the limelight? Can you step away from the stage? Can you be the person who has learned That success that's held on to is success that usually is killing and devastating in a leadership journey. 
Number three, the test of love. Have you learned the boundaries of love, that love requires judgment? And sometimes you've got to take breaks, and sometimes you've got to understand that there are things that you can't do and, and, and people that you can't help, and it's not that you don't want to help them. Are you one of those people that has compassion fatigue right now, and you need someone to breathe a fresh breath of life in your soul, and that someone being Jesus? The test of surrender. Can you give up your dreams and put them on the altar for God? So many people want to serve God as long as it's about their plan. But it's not your plan that matters. It's his plan. And can you take everything that he's given you and can you put it on the altar? The test of questions. Can you manage the questions in life? When you don't have all the answers... When you're as confused on the inside as anyone else, can you still lead? Can you be Moses? Can you be a deliverer in spite of your questions? And the test of comparison. I really want to prod you on this. Who have you committed to that you're going to help them with their dream? You have no right to pray that anyone will help you with your dreams. If you've not gone out of your way to help others with theirs, there's three people in my life, whatever they dream, I'm going to help them with. And then the test of stamina, the ability to get up, the ability to keep going, the ability never to quit, the ability to stay in the game. It's one thing to get in the game. It's another thing to stay in the game. So that being said, are you in a place that you're able to do this? Are you in a place that you're able to accomplish this? This is the test of leadership. And there's none of these seven tests that you will avoid. You will face them not once, not twice, but repeatedly. How are you going to do when the test of leadership comes your way? Let me remind you that we have 20 leadership videos. These, if you want to train your team, they will create the atmosphere. If you want to develop yourself, they will. But we're only making these available in the United States. You can contact Cody at 972-985-1112 and leave a message and he will get back with you. I want to remind you of Miami and Boston, August 21st and September 11th, and then Canton, Ohio, a roundtable on October 2nd. You can go to my webpage and you can get information on pretty well all of this, geraldbrooksministries.com. Thank you so much for helping me. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.